When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's episode of the Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. You know, Pella, they're day one, man. They're, they're, they're day one homies for the Nick Bob Podcast. They've been with me from day one. And, you know, not only is Pella a great company, they got great people there. I went to school with my guy Vince, just a great dude. They're the kind of people you want to do business with. And if you've pushed off a project with some windows or some doors, something like that, now is the time to turn that project into a reality. Because we all know a new set of windows, a new door can do a lot of things for you. can change the look, the vibe, the feeling of your home. It can add value to your home. Plus, it can make your home more energy efficient. Pella checks all those boxes and then some. Pella can provide window and door solutions to any home. And again, working with the people at Pella, second to none. So hit them up online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. And the Nick Bob podcast is powered by Runza. Runza has an app, and you need to download that app because as a father of two little kids, anything that can increase speed and efficiency when it comes to eating, I'm all for it. And the app does that. I can order food on the app, pop into the restaurant. It's ready for me. It's hot. I'm in. I'm out. I'm now like a finalist for dad of the year or something like that. And it's in large part due to the Runza app and ordering is a breeze on the app. You can customize your order. You can get all your favorites just the way you want them. Plus, you can earn points for rewards in the app. You can score free food from Runza in the app. So go download the Runza app. You can get Runza, get rewards, then get more Runza all on the app. Runza makes it all better. All right, here we are. feels like it's been a while, Bo Robert Rude. Uh, it is, uh, it's about 12.30 on Halloween. I mean, do we want to talk about Halloween? Should we just talk about Halloween and not Nebraska football? You want to talk about Halloween? Yeah, I was actually, uh, <laughs> I didn't know it was Halloween until like literally this morning, like halfway oh. through the morning, my wife's like, you know, it's Halloween. I was like, really? Really? And I was like, should me and Nick wear costumes for this? I was like, oh, no. I didn't think of that. I know, but I was like. I think if we win by 60, me and you are in cowboy hats. Probably. And, right, right. You know, some goofy. Something. Well, I was thinking about that. As you get older, like into high school and college in particular, Halloween for guys becomes how, 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 how stupid can I look? But yes. then for girls, it's like how good can I look? What do you, what are they really doing? <laughs> well, I've been, well, I was like, I'm a Starbucks barista. I'm a naughty Starbucks oh, barista. I, and it's like, well, what's a, not, like everything's either naughty or sexy. Guys are like, I'm a doofus. <laughs> I am doofus. You I'm a great me, moron today. <laughs> like, like why, isn't that funny how like the. Yeah. It, I think Halloween, if, if I recall from college, especially if you're a single guy, it's, 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 it's about one as good of, of a the day. Two best days of the year. It is a good day. Because who sings the song? Lovely day. Lovely Bill day. Bill Withers. Bill Withers, <laughs> I think, was in college on Halloween and woke up and wrote that song. He was just looking side to side. <laughs> you know, lovely day. But it's a great day in college. There's no question about that. Yeah, it's just it's it's a time where, you know, you get to be stupid and meet. And you know, it's yeah, it's like you get to act fun and you get to act a certain way, dress a certain way, and blame it on the costume, right? Oh. So, so you know, you can you can dress however you want and just be like it's the costume. What do you mean? Like, oh. have some self respect. It's like I'm a naughty Starbucks barista. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's not really me. It's the costume. <laughs> but guys want to look as stupid as possible. Girls, why can't girls do costumes that are just like they always have to be cute? You know, yeah, like, I, I, don't know I mean, I'm happy about it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to like, I, I can't explain it. Have, but... a, have a political campaign to change this, you know, but it's <laughs> no, just let's interesting. Just leave it. Let's leave him alone. Let's leave him alone. Uh, I did, though, on my Facebook memories, like two or three days ago, I should have screenshotted it. The golden rule popped up. Me, you, my wife, Kim. We were Timberlake, Sandberg, Lady Gaga. It's probably pound for pound the best Halloween 
costume ever had and just the it, of fun we had oh, that night that was so much fun right um i, I was on a husker game day we went out with chin strap oh, we went yeah. out as that and then we were gonna we went out on friday that way and then nebraska played a football game and we wanted to go out again on saturday so Sick. i went God. to i was in the west balcony <laughs> sitting next to my dad with a full like you know, bad Samberg, Timberlake, chinstrap beard from the Golden Rule. And I think my dad was like, you know, oh, it's, it's bad. bad. But it was worth it probably for another night out. But we, that's about, I mean, I think the next year we went as Brokeback Mountain, which was oh, unfortunate. Yeah. Would we get canceled for that now? Maybe. 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 I don't know. I don't know. We went as Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> one, one year, one year I was Elvis and I couldn't. I kept doing Rocky. I kept going, hey, I, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't figure out the thing. Thank you very much. Yeah, I was doing, yeah. I was going yeah, the, mama. my lip was going the other way. I was like, hey. like, no. It's like, that's the complete opposite of Elvis. But yeah, I haven't oh, dressed up God. in a long time though. No, I've been, uh, been years since I think I've participated yeah. in Halloween, but. Okay. So that's the, that's the Purdue recap. And we'll see you there. we're done. God. What happened yesterday? Oh. Okay. I mean, you know, it's funny yesterday. I'm sitting, I'm sitting. And I'm watching Michigan, Michigan State. Great game. Two teams that look good battling it out, right? And then you you watch that game unfold and you watch Kenneth Walker go ham, right? I mean, he goes for almost 200 yards. He was unbelievable. I mean, he kind of put himself as the front runner for the Heisman Trophy yesterday. Yeah. And you watch that game and you're thinking to yourself, okay, Nebraska could have beaten both teams, maybe should have beaten both teams, dominated Kenneth Walker. And then you watch Nebraska then proceed to go out and really play just a, a uninspired, in particular, terrible second half against Purdue. And it just it, it goes to show you how amazing this these three weeks have been, Bo. Like, could have won at Oklahoma, dominate Michigan State, errant punt cost them. They, they crushed Northwestern. We go to the Michigan game together. And then here we are three weeks later, and – I think everyone was feeling like progress was being made and everybody was feeling pretty good about yeah. things to now fast forward three weeks. And it feels like the seat is on fire for Scott Frost. It's crazy. It's been a crazy three weeks. Did you feel, I guess we'll go right to it. Th there was, and I mean, there's going to be some uncomfortable conversations today, but we'll talk it through. Yeah. That game did have a, a beginning of the end feel to it. Like it had a 2007 Okie State, a 2013 Iowa, a 2017 Iowa feel to it, where it was just like, damn, is this potentially the beginning of the end of the Frost era? Did you get that feeling at all? I mean, I think everybody's got a bad feeling in their gut. And I think the reason why is not just the continuation of the we come close but can't win phenomenon that's right that's, that's no, it's 18 that's one score losses 18 but adrian regret I me mean, adrian was not good yesterday right and he's been good and when he's good we have hope i think our team has kind of been our team like we weren't terrible across the board we were Okay. Special teams was better teams yesterday. Better defense was not, not good enough good, to good enough to win. Good though. enough to win. They gave up three scores. Adrian played uninspiring. Yeah. For him, you know, he didn't look like he was playing like his hair was on fire. He didn't look like he was something looked off with him. And he had four picks. Three of them were bad. He should have had another. They would pick six. I mean, he. He looked like it looked like they were like, yeah, let that guy throw, you know, that, right. and that's the first time I felt like that since like maybe 19 where I was kind of losing confidence in, in Adrian and I, I hadn't lost any confidence to him up to that point. And so, man, I think more than anything, the fact that he didn't play well is the frustrating thing. Right. Um, if it would have been a, everybody played good, good, good Adrian, good defense and bad special teams, we lose. I think that would have been a whole nother feeling. But the fact that it's Adrian throwing picks, uh, yeah. I think everyone's like, what do we do now? I, I ran what into someone. I ran into someone at the Creighton basketball game last night doing the Creighton exhibition game. And I won't say who it is, but they walked right up to me and just said, all they needed was for Adrian to be average today. Yeah. And they win. They're like, so a lot of the games they've won, Adrian's been good, and some other things have been woeful, and they lost. Yesterday was, 
like everything, like we said, defense special teams was good enough to win. And it was the one time all year that you kind of put that one on Adrian, unfortunately. And that's, but everybody's taking their turn to lose us a game this right. year. That was Adrian's. I, I mean, what you just said was great though. It's, you said he just had to be average. Well, Purdue was average to me. Yeah. That quarterback was not good. He was average. He made no mistakes, though. And he, and made, he, he made timely throws. Timely throws, but, I mean, he didn't rip us apart. No. I mean, David Bell had, I think, 70, 70 yards or something. Let me see. David Bell, nine catches, 74 yards. I mean, didn't, didn't that's, hit, not, yeah. that's not killing you, right? Nobody had uh, – no, their running back had 74 yards rushing. Um, you know, I mean, nobody was killing us, right? And and so that's a game you just got to not make the big mistake, and we should win that game, and we probably do. And we gave him six, you know? Yeah. And that, then we can't make the play to Torre. I mean, that's, well, that's, that's a, that's a touchdown, and I mean, you just execute. Like, that's 14-point swing there, and it's that's an easy win to me if we just don't make just – really bad plays yeah it's what's amazing though when you think about the first half nebraska actually got a few breaks early in the game they purdue drops the pick six yeah yeah oh my god they miss a 37 yard field goal and nebraska's offense this is why the second half was so bizarre nebraska's offense in the first half actually was moving the ball yeah like it was one of those games again, like Minnesota, where there were they Purdue kind of chewed the clock and controlled the the ball. Total plays, Purdue 86, Nebraska 58. Time of possession, Purdue had it for about 38 minutes. Nebraska held it for 21 minutes. But if you look in the first half, boat, Nebraska should have scored on four of their five possessions. Yeah. So you they have the touchdown on with Omar Manning. Shouts out to Omar Manning. Second possession was a pick six, bad throw by Adrian Martinez. Third possession, they respond from the pick six. They drive down the field. Jacquez Yant has a great uh, couple of runs, has a, a a good touchdown run. Then they kick a field goal. And then on what I believe is the biggest sequence of the game was the end of the first half. They have the drop touchdown to Samari Ture. But if we just stop there, like, it's just amazing when you think about I did not feel like going into that second half, man, I'm worried about the offense going into the tank. I was just like, the Nebraska is going to be okay, but then the offense just fell apart in the second half. It's it's just like there's no rhyme or reason for why we can't sustain sustain like these moments of being good for a whole game. I just, I don't know. It's, it's before, like there's something about the thing I keep going back to is we seems like there's a lot of games that we can't hold on to the ball in the sense of just like we don't control the ball right whether we score or don't score like if we have the ball i feel like we have a great chance to win it seems like we we either score or give it up really quick so we score quick and we give it up quick and the other team holds on to the ball and it wears down our defense right it's sort of a recipe to lose close games and we do that recipe a lot right and so that's where i'm going what is it about us that does that more than other people like we that's how know. we do it. we lose like we either go gangbusters or we we green out or yeah, turn like it over the, right the away first yeah. handoff we lose four yards quick and complete it's third and long and it's like here comes a sack or a an uh, incomplete or yeah, a like, risky situation right. like we're in that situation more than anybody I think I've ever seen in a four-year stretch. Right. I don't and know I don't, what it is about our offense that sometimes we decide we're going to start this drive with a loss of four. And I don't know <laughs> what it, we do it all the time. Right. I don't. I, it's it is maddening, and because it does seem like the the ball control game has been a real thing the last two last two contests for sure. But what did you see on the? I mean, because I do. I really think. I'm kind of go drive by drive here for this because I really think the game, the sequence of the game was the end of the second quarter and the start of the third quarter. That's the game. Yep. Because that's Nebraska's window to to win the game, like to really seize control and win this thing. Nebraska's defense does a hell of a job in Jeff Brown rolls the dice at the end of the second quarter. They get a fourth down stop right at midfield 
and Nebraska comes out with about a minute 20 left and dial up a great play. And where do you come out on bad throw versus catch for Martinez to Teray there? A little of both. Yeah. Wasn't a terrible throw. Wasn't a terrible effort, but it was you you're wide open. Like I mean any he like you walks gotta make in. it. Yeah, you just gotta make those plays and every team I think makes that throw but us. I, I don't know. I just I can't explain it other than we do have a bit of an issue with like when it comes to like dudes doing it, like we don't do it. Yeah, every time there comes to that moment, like because that's what's always hard. It's like, listen, there is clearly some some systemic coaching, whatever. Yeah, that is a real thing. But there also is whether it's sorry if that that, that might kind of give you some issues there. That's I right. think if you just turn it like <laughs> turn it like that, okay. how about that? Yeah. Uh, but there clearly is like. There gets these moments where, like, it's not like Trey's just got to Martinez has got to put it on him, and Trey's got to catch the ball. I view it more as like Trey's got to catch that ball. He didn't lay out for it; it hit his hands. Like yeah, you, you. I, I mean, you got to catch. To it. me, it's more like yeah. As a quarterback, I'm always going to blame the quarterback, like to a certain extent. Yeah, do you want him to just put it on his body? But it's like Trey, Trey kind of alligator armed it, and it hit his fingertips, and he didn't die. Like whenever a ball's hitting your fingertips, and you didn't dive. If it touches your hands, receive like the good receivers say you should catch it. Yes, but I also think, man, in that situation, like just put it on his body, bro. It it just it can even be it can hang up there a little bit, just like it just you, you gotta make that throw and catch because that's a huge, huge play because you have. Whenever you get a fourth down stop defensively, it's a huge boost. Next play, you were potentially going to throw a 50-yard touchdown, and it was going to be 24-14 to going into half with Nebraska getting the ball to start the second half. Instead, it's deflating to drop a touchdown, and you go into half 17-14, and then for whatever reason, Nebraska's offense just decides to Go in the tank. Did you see any? Like, was there anything schematically that seemed different from Purdue defensively? Like, what? No, it just seemed like anything intermediate was like Adrian was just like he just looked confused to me. Like, it just looked like every throw was like, ooh, I, I don't know. And then every ball came out like looking like it was going high and yeah, high and wobbly. I was like, it was very. He just he looked off yesterday. I don't know what 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 it was. Yeah, and you know Frost has kind of hinted at certain things, like he's more. If you knew what he was going through, or you, he's a warrior. He's playing through some yeah. things, but then he also says that Adrian was close to a hundred percent, like going into yeah. that game. He said so. It's like I don't know. What, I think Adrian's. There's some things probably he's dealing with that that you know you got to commend him for going through. But sure. at the same time, like. At the same time, you're out there. Uh, you and gotta, if you're out there, you gotta, you're, you gotta win game. Like in the end, like this isn't just about like trying. You like you gotta win. And right. I, I don't know. We we have we're in a moment now that is it's almost unexplainable. A team with the ability that we have that seemingly they do play hard. Our yeah. defense plays hard. Our defense plays pretty good football most of the time really they do and nobody should lose as many games as we have with that sort of like talent and like effort to a degree that they put in but for some reason like we just cannot get it done the nick bob podcast is powered by runza i gotta talk to you guys about something the eagles ran philly special in super bowl 52 right remember that trick play it was incredible it was amazing well Runza has huddled up and they got their own version of Philly special. How about a Philly style Runza? Oh man, for a limited time only, you can get a Philly style Runza. Everything you love about a Philly combined with everything you love about a Runza wrapped up into one. So if you got a hunger as big as the Sixers center, Joel Embiid, you need the Philly style Runza. You got green peppers, grilled onions, steak seasoning, Swiss cheese, and of course, juicy, delicious, succulent steak all wrapped into a runza. Oh, my goodness. The combination of steak and runza. I mean, that's kind of like the combination of Adrian Martinez and Samari Torre. It's just fantastic. So get your Philly game right 
Get your Philly style Runza game right. Again, this is for a limited time only. So head out to Runza today and get a Philly style Runza. Runza makes it all better. You, you get to the point where you're at a loss for words. Like I sat down to kind of map out what we we're going to talk about today. And it's like, what can he even say at this point? Because here's the issue. The issue's not we're at a loss for words because uh, we're just so bad. Right. We're at a loss for words because we feel like we're close but can't win in a way that, like, it doesn't make sense in my own mind. Like, right. I know what I've seen against top 10 teams in the country. I'm going, uh, beat Michigan pretty much, beat Michigan State pretty much, pretty much beat Oklahoma but can't win against Purdue, can't win against Illinois, can't win against – like, we can't beat anybody, right. but we can play top 10 teams this close and mess it up. Well, or you can – I don't get it. I don't get how you can constantly play play good enough to put yourself in positions to, to have plays to win the game and never make them. Never make them. Like, consistently uh -huh. never, ever make them. Well, that's where, like, I, I do these, and this is maybe not a good exercise, but I end up, like, I, I went through it in my head. It's like, okay, you give me two elite players on our team in any positions, how many games do we win? Like, if you give us Karloftis or the guy from Michigan at the end for eight for however many games we played, we were, yeah, are we three and games? five, three and five, we're eight games, or three in. and six, three and six, three and six, three and six, okay, yep. we're three and six, eight games, nine games in, you give us. Hutchinson from Minnesota, from uh, Michigan, and you give us not even the running back from Michigan, Michigan State, State, but the the running back from Minnesota or the anybody that's like you give us those two guys. I'm not so sure we're not eight and one, right? With nothing different but those two guys, but we don't have those guys. But I think it's like that's where like we don't make winning plays. And maybe we just need a couple positions where they do that. And that's the only thing I can come up with is like how we're this good and can't close. Like we just don't got any closer dudes, like a pass rusher or just a dude to hand the ball to, to just like finish games out or just in to take pressure off Adrian. Like I was thinking those two positions running back DN, you give us a dude at each of them. And we're such like, I don't know how you can be that close and not win otherwise. I don't. Okay. Just playing devil's advocate. Cause I'm sure. Cause you know, yesterday's game calls into question again. What if you have a different quarterback? Well, I mean, I think that's that's number one, obviously. But on our roster, no. I mean, Adrian's the guy. That's clear, right? Um, but you're I'm saying, just saying, like, you I'm take saying, somebody I'm else. Saying, that's I'm good? saying instead of doing Hutchinson and a running back, you do Hutchinson and C.J. Stroud, or Hutchinson and just. Sean Clifford or Hutchinson and okay, insert now, now like Clifford's probably a better example because he's won games at Penn state and he's not like, you know, Hey, give us the best player in the country type of thing. But um, I don't know. That's what I don't know is like, if you put Sean Clifford on our team, what's our record? Cause I, I, what's weird is he was with Penn state last year and they started one and five right. and he got pulled. Like, so I don't know. Like Adrian is such an enigma. It's crazy. That, like that's why everybody in Nebraska right now, doesn't have an answer because we we look at Adrian and we go we see the good but can't understand it, how that much losing comes with it. He, it's weird how I was I I talked to Schick and Schick made an interesting point. He goes he he was like Adrian Martinez is so much more like Taylor Martinez than we realize. Yeah, honestly, the only reason. We don't associate those two as like being very similar players is because his personality and how they are with the media. Yeah. Like Martinez was a kind of Taylor Martinez was kind of aloof, uh, not a great soundbite, just didn't kind of fit yeah. the profile of what you thought a quarterback should talk like, sound like, act like. But Adrian Martinez is off the charts in what he says, how he says it how he carries himself. And then there's other, the other thing of like, he ha he's he's a Husker legend, Scott Frost, hand-picked guy. So you get this kind of blessing with it too, where they're both very talented, but incredibly poor decision makers and incredibly turnover prone. It's just, you, the announcers were saying it yesterday, he is an enigma because he, he he's, and we talked about this after the Minnesota game, where it's like he checks all these boxes He's off the charts, tons of talent, seems to have great intangibles as a leader, 
but he's a poor decision maker and his teams don't win. To me, in the end, it's like the quarterback is sort of a rare position where he he kind of gets put in a spot closer to the head coach where like you are judged by wins and losses. Even other guys on the team, it's more about like right, you doing your Cam job, Taylor Britt. Yeah, like effort, yeah. right, execution. The quarter like NFL scouts will watch the rest of our team watch be like, okay, effort, execution, like like despite wins or right. losses. And it really won't change that that's much. Interesting. That's an interesting quarterback. Your grade, right? When they grade you, wins and losses factor in more. And I actually think that's fair. Yeah. I, I think I think I there too. are elements of it that are flawed because there are certainly games that that Nebraska lost that you cannot you you can't say that's all on Adrian. But at the same time, that position impacts winning and losing more so than any other yeah. position on a football team. So it's. It's bizarre. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think Dirk put it in his column that that he cheat going on right now that the Scott Frost era could come to an end, and we'll get to that conversation here in a second. But a part of it could be did Scott Frost pick the wrong quarterback? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's it's hard to say he picked the right one if he, you know we don't win, right? Right. I mean, it just it's un, it might be unfair to that might be very unfair to Adrian because Adrian, but, we can talk about that. We've been talking about all the nuances of that. In def- maybe rightfully defending Adrian, but like we said, as a quarterback, it might be unfair, but wins and losses are more heavily put on you than everybody else. No question. Um, and so that's where it's just, ah, dude, it's tough. It's tough because I, I feel for the guy. I like Adrian. I like him a lot. I like him. And I root for him. And I see the talent. It's not just like he's a like he's a likable Rudy from Rudy Rudiger, you know, like he he's he's not a little engine that could that you're just like ah go, go. like he's a super talented, likable guy that you want it to work so bad, and I mean think about what he did against Oklahoma and Michigan State, two top the second team in the country and the top ten team out of Michigan State, or the second half against Michigan, in the second half, but the Michigan here's what I'll say he fumbled in the last right three minutes and that's, missed yeah that's it on him. Our team and special teams lost him those other two games. Right. That's where it's like I feel for Adrian because, like, those are two, like, career signature yes. wins that he would get right. that puts him in the, the Husker, like, legend category probably, and our team blows it for him. And then now he takes the blame for all of them. So this is where it's tough. I, I feel for him because it's that's not his fault, but these other games have been. Right. Illinois – he, fu- he, he fumbled, he fumbled and half. they scooped and scored. You know, like, this game picked six, four picks. You know, like, that's you. Because did you hear, there was an interesting anecdote from Kelly Stoffer, who was calling the game on ESPN, that Frost, in their pregame conversations, said the only difference between Adrian's career and my career is how it it's it, it ended for me. Yeah. And he goes, I and. I hope that it can end well. I'm paraphrasing here. I hope it can. It's so I think what Frost is kind of saying, like, listen, we're I'm a legend around. He didn't say it, but it's like I'm the legend around here. And the only reason I'm a legend around here is because how the final nine, 10 games of of 1997 went his senior year and or me and me and Martinez are the same guy. Like a part of me, what's weird is. Do I think Martinez is maybe t- in totality a more talented quarterback than Scott Frost? Probably. But here's the thing. I watched we we talked about this, I watched that 97 Missouri game when his team was on the ropes and a national title was on the line. Scott Frost, shot put thrower, fucking marched them down the field and they won. And then they get an OT and who scores the touchdown? Yeah. Scott Frost. Yeah. So it's weird. We do these things with like where we try to separate certain things from like from the from the conversation. Like, yeah, if I'm just grading a guy on like arm talent, athleticism, speed, uh, whatever, like, yeah, Martinez actually might grade out higher than, say, a Scott Frost. But but something isn't happening 
the in game the- it's about the game and in the end the game is based on like you got to get the w right and this guy is doing a lot of things right and a lot of times he is f- missing when it comes to a few things that win games the the plays that he has to make that are clutch these clutch moments these clutch decisions and sometimes the decision is just Nothing bad happens. I mean, nothing good happens, but nothing bad happens. Right. And he doesn't make those plays. The play where it might just be like sometimes to say, oh, he, he's thinking, threw it away. Good throwaway. Like I, I compliment his good throwaways now, but like, you know, the, the, the pitch. The I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you the, know, the, like the, yesterday's game kind of came down to three Martinez decisions or throws. Yeah. I mean, the, the pick six. The the Ture, again, I still think Ture should have caught it, but, I mean, put it on him. Again, like, if you're asking yeah. me, like, right now, who I have to, I have, like, you know, I'm the waiter. I'm like, okay, someone order a blame. <laughs> who's you, taking it? Who's got the blame? You? you like, okay, I got the check. Who, uh, you gonna, <laughs> you split the, it? You're gonna who take, do I give the check you're gonna to? You're going to pick up the check? Or who do I give it? the blame to? <laughs> you? I am handing the blame to Ture. If I'm the waiter... I'm handing the blame. Okay, we got a chicken parm. That's your waiter, you. your waiter's pretty tough. I like this. <laughs> Glass of vodka. That's for you, Bokalek. Okay, and I got the blame here. Who's taking? Who's taking it? Martinez and Tere. I'm handing it to Tere, but the game comes down to his pick six. The the Teray touchdown that didn't happen, and then the fl- the flip. I mean, he's he's getting sacked. Yeah, there's an enormous amount of traffic, bodies everywhere, and he flips it forward. It's like I don't know what to. See. You get to where you're like, dude, it's it's the it's year four. You can't make that play. You just can't do it. He made five of the. I mean, I, okay, let's take that back. Austin that. Allen's is on Austin Allen. And then he had four of those plays because he had a walk-in pick six oh. that's as bad as it gets. Like, when you say walk-in, he I think the guy could have walked. He could have caught it and, like, sped walk from yeah. 35 yards. He could have like, moonwalked in. He, he could have been like, cue me up, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> he could have moonwalked that thing in. <laughs> so that's a – I mean, because that is a break and a half. But – then the pick six, so we have drop pick six, pick six. You have Ture non-touchdown. Again, we handed the blame to Ture, but nevertheless, yeah. they might split that check <laughs> but or split that entree. Got to take a quick break from the podcast to talk to you guys about BetUS because sports betting season, it's in full force right now. NBA just kicked off. NFL, full swing. College football, full swing. You got the Major League Baseball playoffs in full swing. And BetUS is the place to be. They got loads of bonuses. They got every single bet you could imagine. Player props, future bets. They got NFL odds updated daily. College football, NBA. They even got the UFC matches, any sort of golf, online casino, anything you can imagine. BetUS has you covered. Special promo code for you guys to take advantage of. You go use my promo code, Nick Baugh, N-I-C-K-B-A-H-E, all one word. You're going to receive 125% signing bonus by just using the promo code. Again, Nick Baugh, N-I-C-K-B-A-H-E. Go to BetUS.com. Sign up for an account today. Use the promo code, you can follow my lead, get on your phone, get it on your computer, and get your bet US bet game right, just like I do. Bet US, you bet, you win, you get paid, bet US. Then you have the the one, the overthrow to Ture that's interceptions a bad throw. And if you said it a million times, how does Martinez miss every time? High and long. Every time. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. I, I am I am completely it's amazing the parallels between Martinez and just Nebraska in the frost era where you're just lost. You feel like they're you feel like they should be better than they are. They're right there to becoming a winning program and or a good player, but they can't get out of their own way. 
Like we yeah. talk about how tight at the hip quarterbacks and winning are. Well, it's amazing. Like there's no greater example than Martinez in Nebraska in a lot of ways with what their how you would explain both of their situations right now. So this is this is an issue though. So this is part of the new era of football, and this is where I think Frost has. Uh, he's got. I think he's learned a lot because one, it's like you know transfer portal, uh, you know, and and he's had guys like the way he's managed his quarterbacks. I mean, he's he has no choice but to ride or die with Adrian. Like it's his fourth year, yeah, and we don't have another quarterback we can put in, right? So he's he's basically been like, well, yeah, we recruit McCaffrey, who wasn't the guy, but um. We also didn't pursue anybody else to be there if Adrian can't get it done. I mean, Vedral leaves, right? You know, uh, Jebia leaves, and so we just have never had another guy to be like, "Hey, we we're not winning. Let's try something." Because like, they tried it with McCaffrey, but everybody saw what that ended up looking like. Yeah, uh, but then you know, it's like uh, I don't know. But then again, it's like it's his job to recruit a quarterback. No and doubt, we can't get a quarterback. So. Right. It's been a really weird, like, we don't have any other option, so we're going to keep running this back, and we keep doing this crazy same thing again. It's like, wow, how do we keep doing it? Well, it's just, again, to kind of keep on building off of it, you're right, because two thoughts within that. One of the questions that everybody's like, you know, I think at the press conference, they're like, yes, did you consider playing a different quarterback in the third quarter? And, you know, Frost is like, no. And I feel the same way, I think. But then you get some people talking about moving forward, like for these last three games, do you throw Smothers out there just to see what it what you can uh, do? And I, I just against against Ohio State, that's a bad decision. I mean, so you're literally think, throwing them. What's the scene in Lion King where Scar just takes Mufasa's ass and just throws him in the like? Yeah. That's pretty much for us to be taking Logan Smothers and then oh. throwing his ass. In the, oh. <laughs> That's what would be to to Ohio State at Wisconsin and then Iowa. That'd be Mufasa in that thing. Oh, but I mean, big big mistake. be a bad deal. Stampede. But I guess if Noah Vedral is still on the team, yes, do you think he's would have seen the field? Probably right. In the last two years, Vedral. I mean, that's hard because McCaffrey was on the team last year, um, and he essentially beat out Vedral. I don't know. It, this it's is just, just hard because they, they actually put a lot of stock into McCaffrey. Right. They thought McCaffrey had something, and then it turned out he didn't. Well, and, and then he bailed. Yeah. They, in some ways, they hitched their wagon. They hitched it to Adrian and to McCaffrey. Yeah. And then like, and that combination, they thought, between one of those two guys, our quarterback situation's going to work itself out. And what you found out is here we are on Halloween in year four, and neither of them worked out and one of the con there's a lot of reasons coaches may fail at a at a at any particular job one of the surefire ways to do it is to never get you, if you don't get the quarterback right it'll never but work. in a system where you got to have a great quarterback right like and that's where if we're running iowa wisconsin illinois northwestern like Game management, even Purdue. I mean, they throw it a lot, but it's a very. Or Minnesota is a little bit more a game manager. It's like, a game manager. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, it's either we got to go to game management if we don't got quarterbacks that can do it, or like, you know, this offense, like, it puts a lot on the quarterback to, you know, run, throw, and make the decisions. And it's just hard. It's hard if we don't so, feel like we've. So do you, just to make sure we're for the record, you're. Frost said the quarterback thing's not a topic. Oh, like you, like, don't, no. you don't go no. to, you don't make a change there. No, you play. Okay. I mean, it's one of those things. If Adrian like absolutely lays an egg against Ohio State, like maybe like the last two games, if you think you have a better chance to win with somebody else, maybe do it. But like, I don't see that it even being close, though. I don't see it being like, oh, Harburg's really been coming on in practice. I, I'd seen, but like, it's like, it's it Adrian was. and it's the other guys like a mile away. And like, if you play them, Playbook's limited. Right. You're like, you're way less dangerous. I mean, in the end, Nick, Adrian handled playing Oklahoma, Michigan, Michigan That's State. So like, he was the better player. The announcers that called those games were saying, 
this Adrian Martinez, like they weren't talking about the other quarterbacks on Spencer right. Rattler versus Adrian Martinez. Adrian outplayed him. Right. He was supposed to be the first round draft pick. So like, that's the problem that we're in right now is we all saw it too. So we all go, what are we, we're going to get rid of Adrian? Like, no, that's not the right move. And we all know it. I know. And, but it's, it's weird because the quarterback situation is a lot like the Nebraska situation at large where you don't really, if you make a change, you don't feel good about what's behind door number two. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, so right now you go, do you gotta, you gotta bench Martinez, but that feels like a, a, a tricky proposition. It feels desperate. That feels and, like a desperate. And then move. even the same thing, like, with Frost, if you're like, you gotta you gotta fire him, it's like, man, that feels desperate. That, well, that as feel, well. like you're I'm not necessarily feeling great about another like somebody else right now. No, I just think continuity, so, like like it, I just it, think continuity helps. I think our defense proved that, like getting these guys, same coordinator a few years, like we've made steady improvements. Our offense needs to find more of that. And maybe they got to have some philosophy changes, but like the same calls, you know, most of the same code. I mean, it, it's just, oh my God, it, I just but can't here's the thing. think about changing. I know it, right it, but, but don't get it twisted. It's a real topic now. Oh, I mean, Nick, the papers today was the first day. The papers slowly flipped. You could feel it like, well, they, they we, we joke. It, it's weird. The Illinois game happened. People got ready to, Right, they were kind of writing the obituary after the Illinois game, yeah. but then, you know, all of a sudden he went. Scott Frost was in a coma, and he got out of the the coma and had kind of been getting back on his yeah. feet. And now it feels like it's back on the obituary thing. But this one feels the tipping point was Michigan fourth quarter. Doesn't it feel like we when had you, it? We had we had the state of Nebraska in yes, because we were, of we were joy. in we were in that stadium. It was unbelievable, and. Adrian fumbled. And it feels like ever since that moment and that game, things have really I, gone in the wrong direction. Because we reached a point, like we reached uh, like the critical mass where you're like, we're going to do it. The hump, we're going to get over right. it. And they, I mean. I know. It's, but it's just, what's just hard a, is we, we've really have only, like the only play we've talked about are pick sixes. And nah. like, I mean, but like, who cares? Uh, <laughs> But what's hard is, you know, I really don't think Trev wants to make a change. No, I, I, I really, really, that. really think it is he is only going to do that if he absolutely has to do it. And so the question becomes, what, I bet yeah. what what allows Trev to to not have to do it. That's the question. I mean, is it? Do they got to win two of these last three? Do they got to win all three? Does it not even matter? There's no, no. some people that they say don't have to win is, three. They do not have to win three. If they win two of the last three, I don't I even think it know. Gets interesting. I don't even know if they have. They don't. If they even have to win two. I think they can win one game of the next three, and they can keep their jobs. But here's what they can't do. They can't get run out. They can't play uninspired. They can't get run off the field. Like they can't have the Mike Riley. We're going to yeah. beat you 60 to nothing. We're not going to give, you know, we, we won't stop you once. Won't make you punt once. Um, we can't have the 2007 Okie state Kansas games right. where, you know, we're giving up all sorts of points and it's not even a contest. Uh, the 2000, well, I guess they didn't get fired after that one, but you know, I, I just think you, these blowouts where we're uninspired—that's been a couple of the reasons why we change coaches, right? And like, if he has three games of those to finish out the year, it's over. I think it's over. That will that will be if they Trev lose. Won't out, have a choice. I think. I think honestly, in some ways, regardless of how it looks, if they don't win another game, it's over. That's my thought. I hate to I'm, say that. If they if they do exactly what they've done. And they play every team tough. Like I think the the like we play tough and we play, we're almost there. Even that is crazy as that sounds, he's got a shot to keep. If his they job. have if the three because they're good teams we're playing, they're good teams. If if the three losses are, let's say they're similar to how the Michigan game unfolded. 
maybe there's a scenario there's a but, yeah, but it's small but frost i mean i really think like right now by you know there's been a the little anecdote that trev and scott frost meet every sunday and talk yeah so literally we're recording this on sunday they might be talking right now if we could listen in i think there's to a certain extent trev probably is saying something like give me something i do give me not i do not want to fire you i do not want to go out there and try to make a hire why when oh by the way lsu is open usc is open like there's some big jobs open all that stuff i do not want to have to do that but dude you gotta give me something yeah the question is what is that something and a, I, a game i have you beat wisconsin at wisconsin or if you beat iowa I think you keep your job. I just don't see a scenario that we really probably beat Ohio State. I just, I mean, I don't either. They're just too talented. I mean, I watched them last. They're just talented, dude. They're right. talented. And so, because that's what you, I really think you read, you read Trev's quotes, whether it's in the Andrea Adelson column and uh, a story on ESPN where like, it sounds, Trev sounds like a guy. He says, I'm proud of Frost. You know, I don't really care about what happened the first three years. First three years. I'm evaluating now. I like what I'm seeing. Like, he, it sounds like a guy that that has zero interest in firing a coach. You know, like yeah. Bill Moose got here. He was hired. He walked in at the press conference. He was holding was like, <laughs> quick question. Which one's Mike Riley? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I want to go talk to him quickly. <laughs> say, say, no, hello. And then same thing with Sean Eichhorst. Sean Eichhorst came in there and like, you know, he came in with a revolver. And where's Polini? And Polini was like, I'm right here, dude. Like, the and, Big 12. Uh, <laughs> but but it's not like that. He's not like Icorse. He's not like Bill Moose, where it's like he's hot. Like they're coming in to chop heads. Trev doesn't want to do it. But Bo, yeah. if they lose out and they're three and nine and it's four straight losing seasons, it is, it's almost, I don't want to say it's impossible, but it's almost impossible to envision a scenario where Scott Frost comes back. It's amazing that like and I think me and you did actually a good job on this podcast if we emphasized Illinois, Minnesota, and Purdue big time. We're yeah. like, we somehow, like, we had an instinct that, like, all you got to do is do well in those games, and, and you can be bad in the other ones, and it doesn't matter as much. And You'll keep your job and keep building. But, like, this is the nightmare of this season is they chose to play their worst it's like it's almost like if it you is crazy. Lay an egg against Oklahoma, lay an egg against Michigan, and beat these teams. Right. We played great against those teams and lost, and we used up all our juice. And all you gotta do is bring your juice those these three games, and we're six wins go to a bowl game and on to next season. Build on it. But we, God, they just this team had a bad. They have a bad sense of the moment. They didn't get that these three games, you got to beat the bottom feeders of the Big Ten West, or you are the bottom feeder. That's right. That's right. And I, it's just scary that you know we talked about. There's just to me. There's just it seems like every route is feels like a scary option right now. It's yeah. like even bringing Frost back. Like say they go three and nine, you bring them back. It's like good luck recruiting. You know, yeah. I, and but then then I think about. Trev Alberts truthfully had to have to hitting like the the hiring market and you go oh my god who are we gonna hire who uh, here's the other thing I thought about it's like this is a different era like if they fire Frost like do people leave do our players leave right I don't I mean because now the one time transfer thing where you can just go be eligible right away I don't know and then I I wonder psychologically what this does to the fan base you know like. You know, we everyone said like, "Hey, Frost has to work, or else." To me, it's more almost like if if Frost doesn't work, the next guy has to work. And I know we keep doing that, but like, if this whoever say they part ways with Frost, if the next guy comes in and doesn't work, it feels like it is like I. But I guess for me, it's like I don't know. I, I think Nebraska, in the end, like you know, we'll go down. I think we'll just to the end of time keep trying. I th at least I will. But like I just don't know who you go get. Like if there's Urban not an obvious if Urban Meyer says, you know what? Well, we, obviously, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm done with right. pro after my bad start in Jacksonville. Right. It's like too many, too many you can't expect too much grinding at bars in Ohio. Yeah. I'm gonna go coach in Lincoln. You know what they do at the rail, coach? <laughs> Good things. 
Hey, coach, coach, I got a place. Why don't you go to the rail? (laughs) Do some recruiting. Do some recruiting for us here. But no, yeah, I don't. That's the thing is, I'm not sure. It just feels like you're in this. You're, you're in this spot where every option, everywhere you turn, you don't feel good about. The only good option is win a game or two and and get excited. That's why. Yes, the it just that that was a. That was as close to a must-win as you'll ever see. You, Scott Frost, they had to win that game. Illinois is a must-win. Minnesota was a must-win, and Purdue was a must-win, and we didn't win any of them. Right. And because I didn't feel like Minnesota, I mean, uh, Oklahoma was not a must-win. Michigan like twenty-three State point dogs. A, I know. Not, it was not a must-win. Michigan was not a must-win. It didn't feel like that, and we played our best football can't get the W's. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Three worst performances of the season came against the Illinois, Minnesota, and Purdue. I don't think that's a coincidence. I think our team gets, they play their best against the best competition. They play their worst. I think they, they don't, they just have, it's a psychological, something about it. They, I think they it, let it down. Ratchet it down. And I know. Let it down a because bit. Because I, I can't decide. Frost, you know, he made the comment after the, in the press conference of like, a, you know, I, Basically, in a way that I'm, t- I, I could, I shouldn't have to motivate these guys every game. Like I, there, and sometimes I think we tr- we try to follow these breadcrumbs too much to come to some grandioso explanation. But whether it's the no juice at Minnesota comments like that, you wonder about like just the makeup of the team, uh, and the, I don't know because which some getting up for certain games and not, but. It's just I, weird to me. Their three best games were the three best teams. I mean, by a long, they by a were long so shot. much better against those three teams than any of the other ones. Well, think about think about, and granted, I do believe this defense has the defense taken a step back a little bit the last couple of games, maybe a little bit, but at the same time, they're getting zero help from their offense, and they were good enough to win at Minnesota and to win against Purdue. But Kenneth Walker might win the Heisman Trophy for Michigan State, Nebraska destroyed him yeah destroyed him yeah and you're talking about a team that at least that it that could go win three games and there could be a coaching change it's just there's so many things that don't add up with this stuff but the thing that that is still maddening to me is if if things continue to go down the path that they're potentially going on and and this and frost ends up getting let go it, it is going to be the offense that doomed him and I would have never in a million years. Obviously, there's no guarantee when a coach gets hired that it's going to work. But of all the things that that would have held Frost back from succeeding, never in a million years would I have thought it would have been the offense. But that's what it is. I mean, the offense was terrible in the second half yesterday. The offense had every opportunity in the world against Minnesota and couldn't score. It just, I don't get it. I don't I don't understand it. The Dick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors, and I want to talk to you guys about energy efficiency. And if you go into Pella's website right now, you look at it, and how about this? One, two, three, four, five different types of windows or doors by Pella won the Energy Star 2020 Most Energy Efficient Award. That's big-time stuff right there. And they achieved that in a couple of waves. They got insulated glass, which slows the heat transfer, keeping your home at a more comfortable temperature. They got types of low-E glass, which is a glass coating that – has been optimized for your climate. They got triple pane glass, which you can upgrade to for increased insulating airspace. And within all of that, one of the keys is proper installation, which is key for window and doors to perform at their best. And you know the Pella experts are excellent at that. Bottom line, energy efficiency matters in making your home more comfortable. And Pella windows and doors are at the top of the line when it comes to energy efficiency. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. It's it's a big uh, it's just one I don't know it, it it's just hard it's hard to even like it's so hard to wrap your mind around four years of this um, it's just not as the Riley era was so much more obvious to me well I, you I know think, what I mean like it was just obvious it's like yeah we just well but I think I think the thing obvious is a good way to put it I think with everything that has failed post Solich. It became, it was, there was an easy way to explain it. And it looked kind of, other than maybe Polini, the results on the field were pretty obvious as to what, you know, like 
Callahan, you go, well, listen, he's never been in a college head coach, West Coast offense, kind of a weird fit. And then at the end of it, things were not going well. Pelini, you could kind of, towards the end of it, it's like, hey, getting blown out in big games. They've plateaued. Personality's a little combustible. He had never been a head coach before. All things, at least in your head, you could kind of explain. Mike Riley, you know, 60-year-old career 500 coach. They're getting their doors blown off. Makes sense. This this one is a tough one because I just don't think it's easy to wrap your mind around and it's easy to understand and explain. It's not obvious. Yeah, the things that Riley didn't do well, Frost came in and did do well. Like, like I really think Frost, like the the work ethic, the culture stuff, like he did so much better than Riley. Um, they're physical. They're more they, physical. Yeah, like, like all the things that were like we weren't seen right. with the Riley defenses, we started seeing, but like we're doing something wrong about winning games. Yeah, because it ju- it's and know, that's all it comes down to. And and it, in the end, like people are going to want to win, and they're not going to accept this for much longer. That's no. the, that's the truth. Because well, that, that's the thing is ultimately like the fans will kind of tell the story. And by all accounts, for people in the stadium and even the shots of the stadium uh, on TV, when Purdue scored to go up 28-17 with 10 minutes left, there was a little bit of a mass exodus. Mm -hmm. There were not a lot of people in the stands. When Martinez threw the interception, there were boo birds. Like, people are getting, people are, their patience is, is about gone. Yeah. And I don't know, man. I don't, I don't. When when it gets to be like that, it's a hard, it's it's hard to dig yourself out of that. Well, and I think the paper maybe it was Sam McEwen before the Purdue game. He's like, "Hey, this is a four game season," and the part that's kind of tricky is like, it is, but I think everybody in their head had already written in one of the wins in that four game season was going to be Purdue. So right. now they're like, people almost don't even want to see it played out. But like, you know, I'm a believer in like played out if you. If you can beat Wisconsin and Iowa, you're going to next year feeling. I honestly think you'll feel decent. You won't feel bad if you beat Wisconsin and Iowa to finish the year. Yeah, you, you know that's it's, it's so interesting to say right now. Three right. weeks in a row, like well, because that's because because again, the reason why your point's an interesting one is because think about try to not not saying this was consensus, but I think it was. I think most people three weeks ago, coming out of that Michigan game. People really felt decent about things. I'd say more, Nick, better than decent. I think people were borderline excited. They were they were seeing the progress. They were all those things. And then just think about how you feel now, how wild of a swing. To two your weeks. point. It's two weeks. To, to your point, who's to say there couldn't be another big swing by the time Black Friday gets here? There could be. Now, here's this is the, the tricky part, though, okay? This is where... If this was year one and the season was the same, they could easily go on a swing. The fact that it's year four and the external pressure, it becomes more real. Yes. Like, I don't think there's any reason they can't go win three or two of these next games, right? Like, they could. If they didn't, if if they don't buy into our coach is gone. See, and that's the thing. And that's real, though. Because like, did you feel that it, no seven? You you felt you. I I've talked about this a million times. Everyone it was done. Everybody it was a knew done it was deal. done. And I and I really believe that the final handful of games of Mike Riley, I think that entire team had quit. The t- our team was borderline. The coaches, though, when you see coaches that know they're gone, that's the worst, right? And so the, in 07... We saw our coaches just like they were just like they, like they were hanging their heads. They knew they were done. Right. They were thinking about where's my next job, and I don't blame them. That's that's the, their reality. They've all they got lives, they got kids, and they got families. Now I don't think our coaches are there right now. They're not trying to find their next job. They I think they're going to try to coach their way through this and and survive. Like I really believe that. Um, but if the Ooh. if our players don't ignore the noise outside it's hard to play it's hard just to do the regular thing anyway but right. when you got like oh man when you start thinking about anything because then you know what you don't do you don't study quite as much you don't right. you know the coaches they might not game plan quite as much so like 
the most important thing is that the coaches think they're going to be here next year. That the players think they're going to win. And they act and they and they operate because if they start buying into the narratives that people because everybody because that's how it's going to be, be like it's over. I think he's gone. I think okay, like whatever. You still got three games left, and it makes a difference if you can win a couple. And some people say it doesn't. It right. will matter if you yeah, beat yeah. Iowa and Wisconsin, or if you beat Ohio State. Well, that's the I thing. Mean, that's, you could. The thing that's so unfortunate about this is it's not just. It's not just who's on your schedule, but it's when you play them and what's going on both in your season at that given time and what's going on in their season at that given time. Yeah. Ohio State, the timing of these of the next two opponents are brutal because Ohio State feels like they're starting to kind of get it rolling and they're the most talented team by a mile on in the yeah. Big Ten. Um, and then Wisconsin all of a sudden feels like they're they're starting to get it rolling. And so it's just you're staring down the barrel of of two opponents that could kind of kick your ass. Yeah. Yeah. And, was, I mean, the fact that Wisconsin's playing better, that's, that's tough. Going up there. Going up there. We've been up there. It's not an easy place no. to play. So, yeah, it, it's. But this is also a team that, like, they always do what you don't want them to do. So, like, I mean, not what they don't want them, but you, you don't, don't expect th- them to do. Yeah, so, like, this is right when they would probably beat an Ohio State when you're like, really? Like, what? How confused <laughs> would everybody be if they went and beat Ohio State? Confused but happy. They, would- I think, they'd, no, they'd be happy, but it just would be, because everybody, I, I think a lot of people think this thing is over. You beat Ohio State, it's not over. But and it would be like, how do you explain that? You can't. You can't explain how they'd beat Ohio State no. next week. There's no logical explanation for it. I just, it's just, it's maddening, man. I mean, <laughs> it's, I don't even know to think about even just that game. Cam Taylor Britt should have recovered the onside kick. I pointed out to you before we turn on the mics, all three of their touchdowns came on third and goal. Like Nebraska had stood up and potentially were going to force three field goals or who, I mean, that field goal kicker didn't have a great day. Who knows? It's just like they're, they can't make the, the, the couple of plays to, to get over the hump. Especially in off. I think especially in off. Yeah. We just don't have that. Like, I mean, defense, like we've got the fourth down stop. We've done that a few times this year. The defense has been, but man, our offense, like we don't have that thing to like, go get it. Like, Got to make it now's the, right. like winning time, baby. Go get it. Like we don't got it. So okay, you think you go win to wrap it up in terms of like because I mean the big the big topics the hot seat stuff and what needs to what is going to happen and what what Frost needs to do to potentially save his job. You think it's you go win a you, game if minimum. you win what you. Zero games, yikes. One game, there's a chance. Two, you think he's back. Two, I know he's back. One, I think he's back. If he doesn't win and plays well, it's no country for old men. Flip a coin. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably true. But that's you make such a good point on the that 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 locker room and the, the coaching staff and the players, they need to build a freaking cocoon. They better turn off their phones. Like don't read the paper. Don't talk to anybody. Just go into football mode, study, film, prepare, play your butt off. Cause if you listen to people, you will lose. That's gotta be hard. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I, I literally have been through that right. scenario and I watched some guys on the team, they're done. Some coaches, they're done. Because football's hard. You said it. Football's one of those sports. It's hard enough as it is. And football's the one sport that if there's any sort, the really, the sometimes it's just like, are you willing to let yourself off the hook? Are you willing yeah. to grasp at any excuse to let yourself off the hook to yeah. not show up? Because it's hard. It's a hard sport yes. to prepare for. And it's a really hard sport to play because it is, you got to lay it all on the line 
to be good at it. And they're going to have every reason in the world to just throw in the towel. They're not winning. They keep on getting these gut punch close losses. Now their coaching staff's under siege. This locker room, that team has every reason in the world being presented to them to just throw in the towel. The question is, will they? They almost have to be defiant, right? right? Like that's almost the attitude they got to take on is be like, screw everybody. Right. Like we're doing this for us. Like if they can take on that attitude, that's that's what they probably need uh, anyway. Right. But that's hard to do, man. It's hard to do. You know, you know how the coaches bring in speakers like they, right. they should bring in like people from the 07 or like, honestly, it'd be interesting to be like, I was there. Like, I know you can't do that because it's acknowledging the narrative, but it's like, you know, I mean, you, it's, I, I guarantee all those guys that, that, that said, I'm done, regret it. Yeah. But it's hard to, it, I don't, what's weird is I think they're still playing other than the Minnesota first half. I still think this team is showing up. I mean, Nick, they, that they're one Remember that these are all one score games, right? So I guess I, the reason I bring that up is I don't have any games. reason to believe that they're not going to show up. Um, but here's the problem is they could show up against Ohio state and still get that Ohio state to keep within a score of Ohio state is tough. I mean, so I don't know, Nick. I mean, especially the crowd, what's the crowd going to be like? It's an 11 a.m. game. There are people are already like, yeah, on everything. It's going to be interesting, man. But uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Oh my God. Okay. Uh, check, check, please. Check, please. Will anybody order the blame? Any- please. Check, please. Will anybody order the blame? Anybody? Uh, you? Okay. 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 Yeah. All right. All right. There we go. Ahura Media Production.